his arms are open wide. This is WCNO Palm City, the good news station. Power Evangelism Ministries presents Piercing Darkness Radio Broadcast. I'd like to welcome you with its host, Apostle Ronald Sali. You're going to be blessed with an awesome prophetic message, awesome testimonies of signs, wonders, and miracles taking place in his crusades. And also, he's going to pray for your needs. So stay tuned right here on 89.9 FM WCNO as we go live in the studio with its host, Apostle Ronald Sali. Praise the Lord, we are live. This is Piercing Darkness Broadcast brought to you. This is September the 1st, 2018, and we give God praise for all the great things He's done in 2018. We just finished, Apostle Solly and the ministry just finished up powerful meetings um, at the Raymond F. Kravitz Center in the beginning of August, and then a 12th anniversary in Delray Beach for, for uh, three days, and then he was in a crusade in Minneapolis, Minnesota. God moved power for His glory and touched many lives, and so many souls were touched. We give God all the praise for everything He's done in the ministry the last month, and it's been amazing. From people coming from all from Texas, from Louisiana, from all over the country to come to the Kravitz Center and experience two nights of miracles that shook the heaven, that shook the region, and the nation of America. And then twelve years of celebrating of being in South Florida as a dad for three days, and really blew the blew the chauffeurs, and we lifted up Jesus and saw souls. Deliverance, healing, and people praising God and restoring their passion for Jesus. And then a great crusade in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as God touched many lives. A lady who was in a bad car accident, 38 weeks pregnant. Now she, now her daughter who was born, she's five years old, and the, and the mother still has severe back pain. Well, the man of God was ministering, and God gave him more knowledge. There's somebody here you're suffering with really severe back pain. She came forward, he prayed for her, and as we interviewed her and asked her how she feeling, she told us her story. So I felt tremendous, tremendously better, no more pain. She began to touch the floor, not just her toes, but touched her floor. And she had to be in the late 30s, early 40s, and she was just bending down like she was 16, 18 years old. She said, I haven't felt this good in years. She went to many different doctors and nothing to prevail, took medication. But God set her free and would give God all the glory. Those are the things that God does because he loves people and he wants to see them free. So I want to encourage you, um, don't forget, you can come visit the revival service tomorrow night and Delray at 730, uh, 400 North Swinton Avenue, or go to Power Evangelism, Power Evangelism, and, or you can call 561-337-9018 if you need prayer for more information. Well, God is doing mighty things for his glory, so I want to encourage you to continue to support the ministry. You can support it, you can donate, you can uh, sow your seed, and God will truly bless you for doing that. And there's also products you can order that will change your life and encourage you. And don't forget, uh, I'll follow the ministering tomorrow, Sunday morning, Sunday night. So I want to encourage you also to join us in those wonderful services. Your life will never be the same, and we give God all the praise. We're going to go to a message right now, the healing school that was done at the Palm Beach Convention Center uh, not too, uh, just a few years ago. They really bless you and encourage you in your faith. So enjoy this message. We're back at the top of the hour to encourage you on what God is doing in the ministry. Right to the studio right now with the message with the Apostle Ronald Stolle. from experiencing healing we have to believe God can heal all sickness when even was come the brother those were sick and he healed them 
He can heal all sickness, remove it. But, but unbelief is an insult to him. He reproved and reproached them of their unbelief, their lack of faith, and their hardness of heart because they refused to believe those who had seen him and looked at him attentively after he had risen from death. Unbelief hardens the heart. Healing is emotion. Healing does not steal. It flaws. Healing is emotion. It is not a steal. Remember that. Unbelief tries to interrupt the flow. The Lord can heal every day, can heal every hour, every moment, at any time. The spirit of unbelief hardens the heart. When the heart is hardened, it becomes stiff-necked. It activates the atmosphere of despising God's ways. It also activates insults against God, challenging him and trying to dare him prove himself. He doesn't have to prove himself. He created you. That's enough. You know, when the Lord went to his own hometown, he didn't do much because they didn't believe. We have to believe his word for him to do what he wants to do. We have to believe the scripture. So our mind will sometimes question his methods. That becomes a hindrance. Three areas of healing that you need to really embrace. Physical healing, which everybody pays attention to and wants. Inner healing, which deals with uh, your emotions, soul wounds. What makes the soul is the mind, emotions, and will. And also spiritual healing, which I'll talk about later. So after the Lord rebuked them, what does he do? He says, go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news. It says in the King James, um, verse 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, verse 16, and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Watch this. When we believe, we become witnesses. We can only become witnesses when what? Believe. If we don't believe, we are not witnesses. How can you be a witness of what you don't believe? You can't. So, developing your belief system. First of all, you have to understand that God doesn't think like we think. He thinks totally different. Um, what is impossible with us is possible with God. All things are possible with them that believe. Now, doctors don't heal. Doctors treat. And they don't have a cure to anything. Only God can cure. Doctors treat. You have to remember that there's a lot of cases today. And even doctors will tell you they keep on doing research. And one of the things that bothers them the most is that the medicine they give to people has side effects. So if they give you medication towards some 
area of your life, it creates another problem which shows you that this is a spiritual problem that can only be addressed by the Lord. Because most of that medication you're taking, I'm being honest with you, has side effects and sometimes they may not tell you. And nowadays, even on the commercials, because they don't want lawsuits, they even tell you things that, that side effects may be this, 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 this. So you even hear it while they're talking about it and because it's, they're talking too fast, you don't even pay attention to it. It's big business. Pharmacy is big business in America. And uh, we thank God for the menace, for, for allowing doctors to treat people because there's a lot of people that don't even know anything that has to do with faith and they're able to get treatment from doctors. But when you become a believer, you have to realize that you praying over that medication, you could diffuse the side effects of it. Of course, sometimes God is going to, you know, when you're treating yourself, because I always tell people when they come to me after I pray for them, so what should I do about the medication? I say, go to your doctor and have your doctor check you again and he's going to tell you what to do. And 99% of those people, they'll tell you, when I went to the doctor, he told them, you know what, I see a dynamic change on your life. You don't need this medication anymore. Somebody say, amen. This is, this is how I work and that's, this is how I operate. I teach you that you receive healing by faith and you keep it by what? Faith. Because God is the healer. So we receive healing by faith and we keep it by what? Faith. I'm not saying that you should not take medication. No, I did not say that. What I say that it has side what? Effects. That's why you have to pray over it. And number two, if you're on medication, you have to understand that it's a treatment, it's not a cure. You're going to deal with the problem in the spirit. That's why the Lord says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He never said anything else can heal you. We sing the song, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord your healer. I send my word and heal your disease. I am the Lord your healer. The word of God brings healing. When we meditate on the word, healing takes place. The word of God is medicine. The word of God is medication. It will heal you once you meditate on it. You know, some sicknesses are caused, as you're going to realize today in this class, by wounds in your soul. Offense. If you hold on to the offense, it could turn into a cancer. If you hold into offense, it could turn into diabetes. If you hold into an offense, it could turn into other things that I cannot talk about. Now, do you realize that all sicknesses have names? God does not give sickness names. Where do these names come from? Have you asked yourself a question? Because the enemy is behind the sickness and disease industry. The Bible said the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and have a what? In abundance. So that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a lot of people that are sick.
because the enemy has done some kind of conspiracy and mystery and demonic activity to introduce the sickness. I'm going to show you something which is very powerful here. When I prayed for the woman that had cancer, when the doctors, when she went to, you know, I knew the death was in her belly. I saw it. And I was, went deep in the glory, in the spiritual realm to talk to God. While I was interceding for her in the service, God told me to tell her to press her belly. So when she pressed her belly, that spirit left. And when she was home, it, the cancer began to come out. She took a piece of whatever had come out of her and uh, the fibroid tumor, when she took it there, they tested it, they said it was cancer, dangerous. They admitted right away. The moment they said it was cancer, she, she began to say, I don't have cancer. She was not in denial, you know, because she remember I had prayed for her and rebuked it. So she began to confess what she believed. All right, doctors, go ahead, do whatever you want to do. They took it, they took, they did stuff to her tests, did all kind of stuff. And every time I, I would pray with her on the phone and encourage her, we stood by what God said, not what the doctor said. You see how healing flows? You meditate on the word, and you believe what the word of God says, and you act on what the word of God says, even though the doctors are giving you a different report. Whose report shall you believe? We shall believe the report of what? Of the Lord. Because now you begin to release your faith to what God's word says. And then you stop feeding what the enemy is saying. Because how would somebody with 85% of cancer in their body... Get free from that cancer. No radiation. How does it shift from 85% to zero? 85% is dangerous. It's very what? Dangerous. When they did the test and test and test, they couldn't find it. Supernaturally, it was all wiped out of a system. Because the Lord took it out. When you get a diagnosis and they say you got this, once you accept it, that's when it begins to enforce itself. You say, what must I do? No. You have to speak what God's word says. Now, I'm not saying you're living in denial. No, you know. The doctor's report says you have diabetes. What does the scripture say? You don't have diabetes. So what should you do here? Act on the scripture and expect the scripture to change your medical report. Are we together here? Since you don't write the report, the doctor writes it and God wants to prove to the doctor that he's the healer. He will change it in front of the doctor's face. Somebody say hallelujah. That's why a woman that the doctor said could not get pregnant because she could die, became pregnant, gave birth, and she's alive. 
He said, really? Yes. That's why that woman that came with HIV, after prayer, all the virus left. And when she went back for the test, they could not find the virus. And they can't explain it because this is going to blow their minds. So I'm going to show you something about the scripture here. The reason why I gave you those examples is because when the demon dispatches, everybody finishes up and says, Lord, I need more of you. Reveal yourself to me. And I'll lay your hand down. When the spirits of infirmity, because God calls you the spirit of what? Infirmity. That's a curse. Infirmity is a curse. The curse of infirmity, which governs disease and sickness, brings different kind of sicknesses. But infirmity is a stronghold. So we have to come against infirmity. Once infirmity has been broken, the curse, then the healing power of God begins to flow. When God heals the physical body, is demonstrating his power. But the real problem is in the spiritual realm. The real problem is what? In the spiritual realm. That's why the physical healing is not only the healing I'm talking about today. I'm talking about beyond the physical. Nahum 1 9. What do you imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end. Affliction shall not rise up a second time. Who is the author of affliction? Satan. God's healing power will shut affliction down. If you allow depression to continue operating in your life, it's going to begin to affect some areas. If you allow those spirits of affliction, depression, suppression, torment, to carry on their duty without standing on the scripture to shut them down they begin to introduce other things in you now we're supposed to be wise you have to have balance you can eat, be eating cheeseburger every day breakfast cheeseburger lunch cheeseburger dinner cheeseburger you need to eat some salad you need to have a balance someone say amen it's important for you to create a balance and know that I'm going to eat this, I'm going to eat that, um, so I can have a balance. you got to eat. Okay, you do some research on what you're eating. It helps you to really take care of your body because your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. But we have to understand that some of the sicknesses that people are dealing with today are caused not only by not eating right, but some of them are caused by inheritance the diseases or infirmities, infirmity being the stronghold, but sicknesses that come through the bloodline. You have to go to the root cause and deal with that in the spiritual realm to break the curse that is in the bloodline that is giving it a right to come. 
So when we deal with the spiritual warfare in the workshop, I'll talk about the bloodline curses and how they operate. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 2. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 2. Please, ushers, make sure everybody gets a copy of this when they come in. If they don't have one. And behold, there came a leper, worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand, touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Instantly his leprosy was cured and cleansed. Who brings the cure? Jesus. Why did he cure him? And this man says, if thou art willing. He worshiped saying, Lord, if you are willing, you're able to cleanse me by curing me. And he reached out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed by being cured. And instantly the leprosy was cured and cleansed. You see, it happened what? Instantly. Was that the will of God for this man to be cured? Yes. Is it the will of God for you to be cured? Yes. So those who don't believe in healing have a problem. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He that did it 2,000 years ago can do it now and can do it tomorrow. Can I hear an amen to that? Matthew chapter 8 verse 16. When even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick. Two key things that he did here. He cast out devils, and after casting out devils, he healed those that were sick. Infirmity has to be cast out. You walk into a hospital, don't just give them a get well cared. You need to deal with the spirit of infirmity. Be a blessing to the person you went to see in the hospital by casting the devil out of them. If they manifest that's fine. Hallelujah. Sometimes they might manifest. Sometimes the demons are going to live quietly because sometimes the demons don't want to be you know, the, the angels will restrain them. So it depends. Sometimes the angels might restrain them. Uh, we have been in situations where there was activity that erupted in a in a hospital, but I mean, you know, we were able to keep things in control because the nurses might get scared, you know, and think probably, you know, something is going on here. But I mean, weird things happen in a hospital, but you have to remember that God, once he wants to do what he wants to, he'll do it anytime. Jesus cast out what? Devils. We should not be afraid to cast out devils because they won't go unless you cast them out. I'm waiting for the next workshop. I'll talk about that too. You have to go to the root cause. 
Now, if it's a curse in the bloodline that's causing the sickness, when the healing takes place, please write this one down. When the healing takes place, the sickness could come back again unless the curse is broken, legal ground. I'll talk about that in the next workshop, and I'll show you why. Sometimes people get healed, and they don't keep their healing. I'll explain to you why people, sometimes they don't keep their healing. is because they don't deal with the curse. One time I had a blister from playing basketball and I kept on trying to treat it, it was not going. So I booked an appointment to go see a doctor and the Lord showed me a vision what the doctor was going to tell me. Imagine you're going to see a doctor and you already know what the doctor is going to tell you. Because I booked an appointment to go see the doctor and God took me in the spirit and told me this is what the doctor is going to tell you. He was teaching me. He is the one who brings the cure. And the exact thing the Lord told me is what the doctor told me. He said, don't worry about it. It's something little. How many of you know the Lord really has a sense of humor? So I wasted $150. <laughs> you, know, you know, we're human. Somebody say amen. Sometimes human want to go there and see what the doctor is saying, you know. So I'm not just teaching you what I read, I'm teaching you what I've also experienced. God works in mysterious ways. He wants to heal everyone. This man in Matthew 8, verse 23, asked him if you're willing. God says, yes, I'm willing. Right there, boom, he healed him. God wants to heal. He doesn't want to see his people sick. He wants you to be healthy. He doesn't want the diseases that were on the Egyptians to come on you. He wants to heal you. Matthew chapter 15 verse 30. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, maimed, and many others. And cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them. In so much the multitude wondered. When they saw the dumb speak. And the maimed to be all. The lame to walk. And the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. God heals for his glory. Number one. Number two. When we come to him. In a sign of surrender. In an act of surrender. That's when we activate the healing power. The custom at his feet is a sign of worship. Not just giving up, but saying, Lord, you're the only one we have. Nowhere to go. <laughs> Nowhere what? To go. Only you. We bring this to you. Nowhere to go. John chapter 8 verse 36, it says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, 
you shall be free indeed. The Lord wants to set you free from your infirmity, migraine headaches, diabetes, high blood pressure, all kind of stuff that is in your body. He wants it to go. God wants you to live all the days of your life, not just 20%, but 100%. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, and verse 23. And you said unto him, If thou canst live, all the things are possible to him that believe. And Jesus said, you said to me, if you can do anything, why all things can be possible to him who believes. Everybody say, all things are possible if I believe. All sickness can be cured if I believe. Cancer can go, diabetes can go, HIV can go if I believe. So believe is based on revelation of the Son of God. People that don't believe the word of God, God won't heal them. Now sometimes God will heal people because of the faith of the preacher, the minister. Sometimes the Lord will just show up and do unusual things. Because the, believer, the, the minister is believing and is demonstrating the power and the atmosphere is charged with God's presence and miracles begin to happen. But we have to believe to keep it. Like a woman testified, she came to the service, she had an eye problem. We went there a bit during the anniversary. I think it was Saturday night or Sunday, I don't remember. I called her, I called her a word of knowledge about somebody having an eye problem and she Right where she was, you know, she knew she had an eye problem and it left her. But she said, I'm not going to, you know, do anything about it. I'm going to wait and see when, the, when I go home, whether it's still there. Whether it's, you know, waited one week, two weeks and nothing. It, just, it never came back. And she called her daughter and said, oh my goodness, that man is a true man of God because he spoke this word. And this problem has never come back again. I didn't believe, now I believe. You see, sometimes God will move because of the faith of the person that is ministering in a situation like that. So he can teach them, the people, that he is the healer and he can fix any problem. There's a lady that had cancer and she was in a service and God healed her right where she was. When I called her to come down, she didn't come down. She said, no, I'm not going down because she was scared because of the religious people around her that would, were going to go report her back to the religious environment that she was in. They were going to you know, put her down. So she didn't want to really come out like that. And God came right where she was because I said, well, wherever you may be, God is healing you right now. And she was right up in the balcony. God healed her, took the cancer out. It's been over five years. It never came back. And it will never come back. The doctors lost that money. Glory to Jesus. 
the insurance lost it too. They did test after test after test. It will never come back. Mark chapter 10. I love this one. Mark chapter 10. And Jesus looking upon them saith, With man it is impossible, Mark chapter 10, verse 27. And Jesus looking upon them says, With man it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Underline that scripture. Man, it's impossible, but with God, it is what? Possible. So whenever you're dealing with a sickness, and you know that any sickness, whether it's whatever, God can bring the cure because he is the healer. We talk about some things that are going on right now. Cancer, HIV, and other illnesses that are taking place that are affecting people's lives. God can fix it. When you met it on this word, you activate the manifestation. I love Luke chapter 6 verse 19. so powerful it says and the almighty just sought to touch him but the, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all amplified bible Luke chapter 6 Verse 19. And all the multitudes were seeking to touch him, for healing power was all the while going forth from him, curing them all, saving them from severe illness or calamities. This man was so much circulated by the healing power that people just were just wanting to touch him so they can get healed. The Lord was so much willing to heal people. That the virtue was coming out of him and healing people while they were touching him. He didn't even have to reach out and touch them himself. They went for him. That faith that goes after the Lord is what activates the healing. When you come to God believing, he will release healing upon you without any struggle. And the people said, Acts chapter 5 verse 16. Most of the scriptures I'm giving you, they're already here. So you can take this in your own study time and confess them and believe them. It says in chapter 5 and verse 16, 
there came also, I'm going to give you a second to get there if you want to look at your Bible, uh, but I already have it on the, right there, Acts chapter 5 and verse 16. Let's see what it says here. Uh, there came also multitude out of the cities around about just bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed everyone this is an amplified Bible and the people gathered also from the towns and hamlets around Jerusalem bringing the sick and those troubled with foul spirits and they were all cured. They were all what? Cured. All of them. Isn't amazing? That even after the Lord rose from the dead, his healing power still cured everyone that came. They believed so much that the Lord just decided to descend and heal all of them. Because he's the same yesterday today and forever so miracles don't only happen in the third world they happen in america too <laughs> somebody say hallelujah you know when i just came in from africa and i'll talk about the things god is doing in africa they say why is it that the things happen in africa and they don't happen in america and i said well the god in africa is also the god in america somebody say amen so if he's in Africa, he's also what? In America. So he still does these wonders. Just like he does them in Africa, he can do them in America. And guess what? I began to experience the same results that I saw in Africa when people believe. I know in America there's a lot of options. There's a prescription for everything. There is aspirin everywhere. You're going to find you know, aspirins everywhere you go. But in Africa, it's not like that. Sometimes you have to really travel three hours to find a hospital. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. For the law of the Spirit... And of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever everybody said God can heal yesterday God can heal today and forever now chronical illnesses go to the bloodline find out what happened do some research sometimes God will reveal to you in the spirit while you're worshiping him and praying by vision by revelation to deal with a problem I prayed for this woman none of them lived beyond 49 everyone died at before 49 as we are talking now she's still alive she's past that age she must be in the 60 something 
So, healing is released, write this one down, when we confess our sins. Because sin brings death. Death is separation from God. Unconfessed sin facilitates an atmosphere for sickness to operate. I'll give an example like STDs, sexual transmitted diseases. Um, if you want to be healed from that kind of infirmity, you need to stop living in sexual sin. Because if you stop living in sexual sin, then healing will take place. But if you don't stop, then you can't keep it. I'm just giving one example. I'm going to give another example. Unforgiveness. Now you don't understand that if we don't forgive, we will not be what? Forgiven. I went to preach in San Antonio, Texas, and there was a woman in a scooter, crippled. And she was there, and people were being healed everywhere. When I looked at her, God told me, I had this clear that she has unforgiveness towards someone. So I walked straight to her and I said, you have unforgiveness towards somebody. And she began to cry. Because God had revealed to me what I, somebody had done to her that really hurt her a lot. And she had unforgiveness towards the person. And I was blocking the healing. Right there, when she let the person go. The healing power just came, touched her. She got out of the scooter, began to walk everywhere. The next day she brought a lot of people with her from her church because they wanted to go see what in the world happened to this woman. We've known her for a long time to be in a scooter. Now she's walking freely. Somebody say hallelujah. And the Lord was glorified because she believed the word of God. When we believe and receive, then we experience the manifestation not only does God want to heal our physical, he wants to heal our inner man, our soul. Because unforgiveness affects your soul. When your soul is, nobody can bear a wounded soul. When your soul is wounded, it will initiate physical infirmities. They result as, you see, some of them are caused by that wound that was caused by your husband, by your wife, by your parents, something. Whatever happened in your life before. Molestation, abuse, rejection, abandonment, whatever it may be. If you're still holding into it, it has an ability to activate more infirmities. You know, when we don't forgive, it's sin. How do you expect God to forgive you don't forgive? Well, they did not apologize. You have to remember that they did not know what they were doing. That's why they did it. That's why the Lord was, when he was on the cross, he said, Father, I forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Because Satan uses offense to introduce sicknesses in people's lives. So when the healing power is moving in an atmosphere or in your life, you don't want to block it with holding unforgiveness towards people that have offended you. You don't have to do that because it is dangerous. 
For example, the Bible says there shall be no barrenness in Israel. Uh, I pray for a lot of people that cannot get pregnant and they get pregnant. God gave me a revelation. And you'd understand this, that uh, one of the reasons why people don't get pregnant is because of the curse on the womb. We'll talk about that in the, in the next workshop class, in the spiritual warfare workshop. But as I'm dealing with this, you have to understand that uh, the Bible says we need to be fruitful and multiply. If the word of God is working in you, it bears fruit. So if your soul is holding and forgiveness, what fruit are you bearing? If the word of God is working in you as medicine, if it's multiplying in you, it's giving birth to good thoughts, healthy atmosphere. James chapter 5 verse 14. James chapter 5 verse 14 before we finish. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Then he goes to verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The facial fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your fences, your sins. And but pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The honest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man maketh tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. What happens after we confess our sins to one another? We let the offense go. Healing comes. We hold on to offense. Healing doesn't come. You want to be healed? Don't hold on to the offense. Forgive your husband. Forgive your wife. Forgive your brother. Forgive your sister. So the healing can flow. You have no right to get offended. He says, well, they did bad to me. I got, I'm not going to let them go. You are blocking yourself. You know, ch children are quick to forgive. They don't hold. They quickly let go. Grown-ups sometimes take time. And some people, they say, I won't forgive you until I go under six foot. Well, if you go under six foot, you don't have any more chance. <laughs> so you have to do it while you're still alive. If Jesus forgave, we should forgive too. If we want God to forgive us, we have to forgive. So, that's why God brought you to this healing school to teach you those key things. If you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. I believe God wants me to really emphasize this. 
if the demon sees that you're still holding a grudge towards somebody, what is he going to do if there is sickness? He's going to use that poison to empower the infirmity. When God heals you, you want to keep the healing? Don't hold the bitterness, the unforgiveness. Some people wonder why they lose their healing. It's because of a few things like that. Others go back and do the same thing they used to do before. And others, one woman was healed from HIV, got totally cured her. And she went and slipped again and began to commit the sexual sin. And then she got, again, this virus, came back, somebody gave her the virus. But she was living in sin. And then this time she died. Something worse happened. You say, well, why didn't God heal her the second time? Well, we have to understand that some of these infirmities, um, God knows why, but I mean, my opinion, which I'm going to give, is probably God preferred to save her soul so she can go to heaven. Amen? Instead of letting her live in a lose life where she'll end up going to hell. Because there's a point where you can become so much lazy in your fear of God that you've reached a point of no return. And once you reach a point of no return, it's too late. I'll talk about that in the next uh, class. That's why the Bible sometimes, the, the Bible sets an emphasis on that. God wants to heal and cure everybody, but we have to believe. So it's not only the physical healing, but also God wants to heal your emotions. And if you want, your soul is wounded, your emotions, your mind, and your will is affected. This will affect other areas in your body. But sometimes the body is a signal that tells you that you need to fix your inner man so you can be healthy. Somebody say amen. So some of the physical sicknesses come from eating bad food, not eating in the right way. Some of them come through, spread. You know, maybe there's an epidemic and it's spreading. But God can protect people and protect them from all these kind of crazy things that are going on. I was in my country one time and people were getting sick by just shaking hands. You heard of the Ebola thing? Have you heard of Ebola? It spreads by handshake. You shake somebody's hand, you get Ebola and you die. They have to quarantine people. Everybody was scared. The president of our country said, he don't shake nobody's hand. Only his wife. But, you know, it was quarantined and put out. But, I mean, you need God's protection because you don't know. Now, I'm not saying you should not shake your neighbor's hand. They got no Ebola. Clap to Jesus for that. They got the Holy Ghost. The last thing I want to say here before I finish is God who works in mysterious ways has given us an opportunity to walk in divine health. Psalm 103 verse 2 Bless the Lord O my soul forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy 
diseases. What does it do? Forgiveth all thy iniquity and healeth all thy what? Diseases. Iniquity brings disease. When iniquity is forgiven, disease is cut off. Did you hear that? Iniquities are the rebellions of our ancestors. We inherit them. When I talk about it in the next uh, workshop, I'll be talking about that. Showing you how it works and how you can break out of it. When we not renounce these iniquities, some diseases will not go. That's why you see sometimes people come to a healing line and uh, the healing will either come and not stand. Sometimes the healing may not even touch down. God wants to heal them, but they don't believe or he's, he's telling them, let the iniquity go, but they're still holding under the iniquity. So they have to disregard it. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 15. The Lord will take away from the all sicknesses and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 15. And the Lord will take away from you all the sickness and none of the evil diseases of Egypt which you knew will he put upon you but will lay them upon all who hate you. You've come to possess the land not to possess the sickness. Can I hear a man do that? You hear of a new disease in town it's not going to affect you. God's not going to allow it to come upon you. Somebody say hallelujah. There's a lot of things in media talks about new infirmities, this sickness, this, that. The, I mean, you, you, you could go crazy. Remember this scripture. Put it on your refrigerator. Take these scriptures, type them, you know. Put them somewhere. Print them out. Do something. Put them around your house. Every time, confess the word. Believe it. You read these scriptures, meditate upon them, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised with your next doctor's appointment. You'll be surprised. A woman came to a service in uh, South Carolina. Her child, baby, had water in her brain. Big problem. I prayed for her and I said, God has healed your child. You're going to be surprised when you get home. When they got home, the child began to run for the first time and said, Jesus. For the first time. Began to run and said, Jesus, for what? For the first time. It happened just like that. That's why I like the childlike faith. Went to the hospital. 
you see that baby there in this newsletter? The leg was like this, but the feet, one was like this and the other one was like this. That's how the feet was. Your feet are supposed to be straight, but the feet was like. And the doctor said, this child is going to be crippled all their life. I said, no way, in Jesus' name. God fixed it. Glory to Jesus. They brought a baby one time to, to, to the service and the baby could not breathe that up. The baby had tubes and was breathing like an engine. It was very scary. You would not like to see a little child suffering like that. I held that baby in my hand and began to pray. And the Lord changed the entire breathing system of the child. Does not need those tubes and the machines, whatever you call them. Now the child is cool. Last night the child came to church and was in the front row checking me out. I said, who's that guy there? <laughs> Somebody said, hallelujah. Jesus cured that baby. No matter how young or old they are, God wants to fix it. God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. But you have to believe to receive. You have to believe to experience. You have to believe to connect. The last thing I want to say, healing will not flow when you're afraid of the sickness. Forget it. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Can we read this together? For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Wow. So do not be afraid of the sickness because you have a sound mind. Fear the Lord. Fear ye the Lord and trust him to keep you healthy. Thank you for tuning in today's broadcast brought to you by Power Evangelism Ministries, Piercing Darkness, with your host, the Apostle Ronald Solly. For more information about Apostle Ronald Solly or our ministry, like him on Facebook, follow him on Twitter, or watch his live feeds on Periscope, or go to our website, powerevangelism.net, or call us, 561-337-9018. Thank you for tuning in, and don't miss next week's show. It's going to be exciting and life-changing. Right here on WCNO 89.9 FM, this is Piercing Darkness and your host, Apostle Ronald Solly. God bless each and every one of you for tuning in and listening. We'll see you next week, same time, same station.